Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett, and I'm joined by Taylor Stroll. We hope to provide a moment of sanity, if possible, during a busy you week of ministry. You don't think I have this memorized and can't like do my part of it? I listen to this every week, <laughs> multiple times, to make sure it sounds okay. And you know what I'm going to do on this one? I'm just going to insert JP doing the intro so that no one hears this. <laughs> minir, minir, minir. All right. Hi, Taylor. How are you today? Oh, I'm just doing tremendous. How are you, Christopher? I'm okay. So, um, yeah. Very honest. <laughs> well, what, what do you want me to say? Uh, the Capitol's burning, you know what I mean? Like, it's just been a weird a weird season in America. Like, 2020 is done. 2021 ain't looking too shabby, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, there's... I don't know. <laughs> there's a lot going on, and it's it's uncomfortable. It's unsettling, and I'm just looking forward to the end of certain things, and... I don't know if there's an end in sight. Yay! What a, what a high note to start the podcast on. Yeah, for real. So, I'm sorry, I'm, I won't ask you how you're doing again. I made that yeah. mistake this time. I am uh, grateful to have you on the podcast today. Matt Rice is out because he can't record because he's quarantined because of 2020. And so... Um, so I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Really excited to have you, the Forte Catholic, the Taylor Stroll, joining us today. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna poke your buttons, push your buttons, poke the bear, whatever. <laughs> poke the bear's buttons. So, how are you doing, Taylor? Okay. <laughs> wah, wah. Good. So then, let's just dive in. <laughs> Our topic today is uh, is an examination of something that I think is really good going on right now and uh, really encouraging, and yet um, I think you might be on the other side of it. Like, it might actually be a frustration, a source of frustration for you. So uh, for those of you who, have, who haven't heard, Father Mike Schmitz is doing a Bible in a Year podcast, and uh, it is the number one podcast in the Apple Store or whatever. It's not just the number one Catholic podcast. It's not the number one Bible or scripture or religion podcast. It is the number one podcast, period. And that's huge, in my opinion. I think it's absolutely amazing. I know it's huge in and of itself. Um, but but for me, seeing the churches like slowly decline because of COVID and seeing a lot of discouragement in ministry over the last year and wondering if people even cared at all, if people were still hungry for the faith. Like this says to me, like people are still hungry, like really hungry for the faith. And I was like super jazzed about it. What were your thoughts, Taylor? Yeah. Thanks for backing me into the corner. You made me look all bad. You're like, Taylor disagrees with all of these good things that I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> He's a monster. <laughs> He's a monster. Uh, so have you ever had two thoughts about the same thing that are very different? Yes. It's, it's, I think they call it something fancy in like, you know, psychology or something having to do with brains or something where it's like these, there are these two things in your mind that do not agree. So my first thought about the father Mike thing, when I saw it as number one, I was like, that's awesome. Like I, I know father Mike, I've, I've hung out with him a, a, a couple of times and he's a good dude. And I'm, he, he is, uh, doing tremendous things for the church. And I mean, I'm really excited about this, uh, that his podcast is number one. That something Catholic is number one in, in Apple in the Apple Podcast uh, app. Uh, that's that's really cool. And then about forty five seconds later, I got real sad uh, because like he, here I am, a person who's been trying to do 
digital ministry and like podcast like my, my world is podcast now i have my own podcast but i'm also helping 17 other people other catholics create their podcasts like this is the world that i live in and if you combined all of the podcasts i've done and all of the podcasts that i have edited for other people in the length of like the four years i've been doing the show every podcast that i've edited has gotten less downloads than father mike did in one day and that was like so discouraging. It was so discouraging because like it's one of those things that like in in like normal life, like non-digital life, like yeah, Father Mike is on much bigger stages than I am. Like you, sure. you know, he's the, he's the big one of the biggest speakers in the world. But I'm on I'm on stages like, you know, he he speaks to 20,000 people, I can speak to 5. It's like okay, like that's that's a fourth less. And it's but in the the history of my show I've gotten half of the I've reached half of the amount of people that he did on day one, on day and one. that is extremely discouraging. That the like he did in half a day what I did in four years, and it's one of those things where it's like it's it's I, I hold both of those things in balance. Where it's like it's really cool that something Catholic is there and that people are hungry. They're just not hungry for what I'm doing as a ministry leader, and I think that can be said like you know for. And everybody's been struggling this year to do ministry in person, to do ministry online. We've all been trying to make those transitions and it's just been tough. And to see, and we've had a lot of losses and to see somebody win so big is exciting on one hand, but also like, meh. To show that it was possible, but that it didn't seem like it has been possible for you. Right. Right. Um, Yeah. I agree to, to, to that. Like clearly there's a hunger out there and we as ministry leaders have personal relationships with so many of these people. And yet for some reason, and I'm not saying they, I'm not saying it's the same people, but for some reason, the response to that hunger is occurring on a, on a father Mike Schmidt thing, but it's not occurring at a local, at a local parish or, or something along those lines. And in all fairness, would you rather see a battle of the bands cover a, uh, you know, a song by your favorite band, or would you rather see your favorite band? You know, so I'm a, I'm a father Mike cover podcast. Is that what you're saying? No, no I, <laughs> I, yes. That's a, yeah. I, know, but I, I, I guess what I'm saying is, uh, there's something about celebrity that's more appealing or more attractive. And father Mike is a celebrity, you know? Yeah. Um, but I don't think that that's what drew everyone to him. I think there's a lot of people that were just looking for something to do, with with the new year and kind of renew their spirituality because I think a lot of Catholics stepped away. And and to a degree, I, I know there's a number of Catholics that just checked out. They said, okay, if the bishop says we don't have to go, then we're not going to go. And then New Year's rolls around and it's time for people to start reflecting again. And they're like, oh yeah, this Jesus thing. I haven't done that in eight months. Maybe I should try and do something. And the church has already in some areas said, well, you're not welcome here to practice your faith. You can you can do it through our Facebook feed or through whatever, and the production quality, <laughs> as you well know, is abhorrent, is just horrid, and so we have something that's highly produced with Father Mike Schmidt, and bam, they flock to it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, as someone who has Forte Catholic um, produce the podcast I'm on, know that the production quality that you provide is literally the best. With what you have to work with. <laughs> I say that knowing darn well that just two episodes ago, something happened to where I didn't click the right thing. And so we had a one stream, single stream audio. 
And I cleared my throat on the podcast probably 14 different times. And every time I did as I was listening to it, I was thinking about you dying a little bit inside. Yeah. (laughs) There was the one episode that I didn't take them out. Like every other episode, it happens. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, it's not that you didn't. It's that you couldn't. It's because of because of the way the mistake that I made in regards to getting you the audio and whatnot. And so so I guess that that would be kind of the level of frustration is dynamically presenting the gospel is something that every ministry leader is capable of. And when it's done by a celebrity priest, which is good news, people flock to it. But when it's done within your parish boundaries, within your mission territory, it doesn't seem like people are responding as much. What gives? I don't know. That's why you're here. I'm really hoping that you told me as as we were getting into this. I was like, Taylor is sad. Let's see if 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 uh, if Chris can can counsel him. <laughs> okay, well, so in in regards to the encouraging aspect, maybe Taylor, maybe the work that we did has fostered this hunger, and uh, and and you know the the sower and you know some people plant the seed, some people break the hard soil, and uh, and maybe you were breaking the hard soil and being like, Catholic podcasts are a thing. There's something great, and then. Father Mike comes in and says, well, then I'm going to try it out. And then he hits a home run. But now all of a sudden people are buying tickets to the ball game. And you have a couple of teams uh, in the circuit, in the league. I love your analogies. (laughs) (laughs) I wandered right into that one. Because now I'm still in the hard soil. I love your analogies and and, and how I react to them. But like, you know, we, we were talking about, okay, what is the encouraging thing? I think one thing that has been encouraging over the last you know 10 months since like i mean other like other than father mike most catholic podcasts most podcasts in general have been down over the pandemic like some have gone up some uh comedy things because people need comedy um but for the most part stuff like that has gone down and just like it's gone like ministry attendance and ministry events have gone down like everything's just kind of gone down for the last 10 months but you know we've we talked forever at the beginning of the pandemic of like how everybody was transitioning into digital stuff, transitioning into the zoom youth ministry, transitioning into, uh, you know, everything online and and zoom conferences and online conferences, all this sort of thing. Um, what's interesting is now we are getting into the, we're we're almost at a year for when this all started because it started in March, right? We're 10 months in and, I don't know if you know, but like, again, we're talking about podcasts, but I think it can all apply to ministry. 80% of podcasts don't make it to a year. People don't don't stay committed to them. So the, all the podcasts that you hear that are still live are the 20% that are left after a year. And like I mentioned earlier, like I, I, I like pre-pandemic, I had like four or five shows of people sharing the faith online, you know, just like this show. I literally, <laughs> you're one of the first shows that I started working with. Yeah. And we're getting to the point now where we're coming up on a year and almost all of the people that I work with that are doing digital evangelization, that are trying to share the gospel in this new way, in this, in this uh, situation we find ourselves in. And they're all like staying committed. Like I, like just the other day, one of the, one of my clients that I was like, are they going to keep doing this? They, they spent $600 to upgrade their sound system to make what they're doing better quality because they're in this for the long haul. And like they that was encouraging. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, and like, and if we're being honest, like it's a show that has struggled with an audience over the last 10 months, but they're still like, what I'm doing is good. I still feel this calling from God. I'm enjoying what I'm doing and, and I'm sticking with it. So like, 
even with all things that have been discouraging over the last 10 months, people are still saying, you know what, I'm, I'm going to break through that barrier. I'm going to break through that around a year barrier and, and, and keep, keep doing what I'm doing. And that persistence and that like uh, fortitude in the midst of all the crap that's been going on uh, has been encouraging to me. Now, most people regarding Father Mike Schmitz encounter him either digitally or at a conference, right? The times that you've hung out with Father Mike Schmitz, it's been at conferences in those big gatherings. So he's he's kind of a big stage, but there's not a lot of big stages that exist right now because a lot of conferences have been canceled and, and things of that nature. In ministry for me, and this is what I think about in regards to the Father Mike Schmitz podcast, um, kind of hitting number one, is after we go to a big stage event and see some of these amazing, dynamic Catholic speakers, um, not dynamic Catholic, the organization, but anyways. <laughs> no TM <laughs> but, at the end of that. Yeah, no trademark at the end. <laughs> but uh, they see some of these, and then they come back to the parishes. And actually, that has been some of my frustrations with some of the youth conferences in youth ministry that build around the youth conference instead of use the youth conference to grow the faith of the youth ministry. Like an established youth ministry goes off to a conference, and it's like a catapult, and they come back. And a lot of times there's nothing to grow and develop that conversion that took place. And then it just fades like 80% of the podcast, right? right? But then there's the staying power. If you have uh, a ministry that comes back and says, okay, we went there. And now what does God want us to do to sustain and live that? And my question is, after they're done with the Bible in a year, then where do they go to? And is that something that we need to prepare for to say, okay, there's people clearly consuming this. They're hungry for it. And now at a local level, how do we how do we use that energy or that momentum to sustain them or to feed them on a more local level, a personal, more relational level than what Father Mike Schmitz is able to offer through a podcast? Yeah, or diving deeper, getting into, into uh, conversations about that because, uh, again, being cynical, like next year he'll just do the catechism in a year and we'll all be destroyed again. But, you know, how, how can we take that energy to our local parishes as well? <laughs> but, 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 but the question is how because we've tried. Like, we have tried to take that energy to the local level. Like, we have seen these people face-to-face and set up Zoom meetings face-to-face with these people. And they're like, uh, I'd rather have Father Mike Schmitz. And to be to be honest, a Father Mike Schmitz homily versus a local parish priest homily, th- there's a different skill set there, right? Oh, yeah. There's a reason we went to Father Mike's masses uh, during quarantine. <laughs> but, but, if, but if someone is getting married or buried or here's my confession— I want to go to my pastor. I don't want to go to a celebrity priest, you yeah, know. That's true. And uh and 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 as ministry leaders, there's something about that that's our competitive advantage. Or, and I know we're not competing, we're partnering, but how do we partner with that? Um with that 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 kind of momentum or energy that's happening through this this uh, Bible in a year. Yeah. And I think what you just said is is really interesting because I hadn't thought about it, but like I mean, so he got a quarter of a million download subscribers on on day one and i was thinking i was thinking about that and it's like like for ministry i've encountered or podcasts that i've done or podcasts i've worked with that's a huge number but at the same time 250 250 is not a lot compared to like all of the world (laughs) you know like (laughs) of all the people that that could have listened to it or could have done it and it's like as you were talking about that i was like how many people at my parish have no idea who father mike is they have no idea they know who i am they know who you are they know who the priest is they know who the dre is but they have no idea who father mike is and i th- I think that was what you just said i think accidentally 
was really encouraging to me. Like a, a lot of the kids like in my youth group have no idea who Father Mike is, but they know who I am because I've been pouring into their lives for six years, you know, um, and that's a that's a helpful reminder. Father Mike will never go to a basketball game with those those boys. That you He'll also for. never get kicked out of a basketball game. But you know, <laughs> hey oh, <laughs> you got to play a hand. You know, um, there is there is something about that. I struggled with this this major insecurity. I was back at a parish, actually, kind of in your area, and the DRE that got hired was hired from a parish in Dallas. And he was the youth minister at the parish in Dallas. And he was excellent. He's still, he's an excellent ministry leader. And he comes in and I'm like, oh my gosh, he's the best youth minister in, in the Dallas area. And now he's going to be the DRE over here. I should just move out of the way and let him be the youth minister here as well. And when we got here, we started talking about youth ministry theory and things like that. And he was more developed and more experienced in some of those areas. Um, but then when the teens showed up, right, because he was, he was there at a couple of events, when the teens show up. They came to me. They didn't go to him because I knew their story. I knew their situation. I knew their context. And there's something about being smelling like the sheep is kind of what they say. You know, a pastor should smell like a sheep. We, we, we need to smell like the sheep, even if the sheep enjoy a podcast in addition to being in our fields. But the discouraging thing of 2020 is that they didn't come to the field. The sheep stayed in their homes, you know, and uh, and and a lot of reasons because of that is we set up a context where it seemed like it was better or safer or more prudent or more uh, charitable to stay in your home than to gather as a community. So I, I don't know how we come back from that, but I know that there is a hunger for that because people are consuming Father Mike Schmidt's podcast like crazy. And that's encouraging that that hunger is there. But how do we bridge the gap and say, okay, now let's let's apply that hunger and gather again? What does it look like to bring people back together? Or is that even our decision as ministry leaders? Do we have to wait on the leadership of of the bishop or our pastors to to be able to take those steps? I do think uh, listening to leadership is probably good, and that might be surprising for people who know me. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I I think doing what you can. I mean, like we we've con- continued to meet with our small group, like the guys that I've been with for six years now, we've continued to meet because it's a small group. Like we, we, you know, not everybody else is going crazy. We all know each other. We all know the families, um, but we haven't been doing like the large group gatherings a- a- anymore. So I think, um, you know, we, we've gone, we've gone small, uh, but a little bit more intimate, which is, I, I, which is like, we look at Jesus, like he had his three and then he had his 12 and then he had everybody else. And it's like, well, like, even in ministry, it's like, who are we ministering to? It's like, I have my small group that's really close. And then I do have a group that listen to the podcast or interact with the other ministry stuff that we're doing. And it's not as, as big as father Mike. So it's not as big as, as I would like it to be, but it's still more intimate. Like the, I have relationships with people who have listened to the show that I, that I met through them being listeners to the show. And now I'm like friends with them. Right. And like, I have like a real relationship with them. Um, yeah, which is something that something of, the, of that scale you can't you can't really do. So, and actually, for those who haven't listened to uh, Forte Catholic podcast, I, I encourage you to check it out. Not as a commercial, but just as Taylor does a great job at uh, at putting himself like it does. I, I feel like when I listen to your podcast, I feel like I'm there with Taylor. I get to know Taylor. I don't just get to know the content. I get to know Taylor, and I think that's one thing that a lot of people struggled when they m- moved to digital ministry is they focus more on the content than on the relationship. It's really hard to build relationships digitally. It's a lot easier just to uh, pass content back and forth, right? 
And I think your podcast is a great model of what it means to feel like you're just uh, setting the table. <laughs> and really, it feels like setting the table, you know, for, for a glass of wine or a beer because it, it's it's more casual and kind of off the cuff. Yeah, all type of, of my alcohol is right off camera. <laughs> yeah, literally. You, you, you've had a margarita. Like, we're going to take a quick break, have a margarita, and we'll be right back. Like, you've done that on your podcast. Um, but it really it really shares your personality while also and that, and that's what makes receiving the content more authentic because your insights are amazing they're great and they're very spiritual um but it doesn't seem like it's you're reading the catechism to us you know it seems very very authentic so i would encourage ministry leaders out there to to see how how you can make yourself like how that intimacy that smaller group type of reality in the midst of some of the the limitations that we have with with some of the digital ministry that we have to do in this season well, that's very kind of you, Chris. Thank you. And uh, the Forte Catholic guarantee is that in the 56-minute show, you'll get a, at least five minutes of actual content. <laughs> <laughs> and, and sometimes it, it's a, it's a, it's a, you know, a, a photo finish right there. You right. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. It's like it's like youth ministry, right? It's like you, you come in, you have some fun, and then all of a sudden they're hearing the gospel. And they're like, "Wait, this is enjoyable too. Nice." <laughs> what what just happened? Sponsored by Jesus. Yeah, I wish he would sponsor. He has a lot of money. Uh, he, he he's he's a god of abundance. Just keep asking, knocking you shall knocking you shall receive. Yeah, you're doing great today, buddy. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts, insights with the Father Mike Schmidt? The door will be open to you. <laughs> <laughs> knocking you shall receive. Uh, no, I, go listen to it. I guess. I mean, I, I think that's cool. <laughs> uh, everybody else is. My wife is doing it. I um. I think I'm too bitter to listen to it, but uh, my wife, my wife is enjoying it, so that's good. Good for her. Is enjoying what? Father Mike's podcast. Oh, she's. Oh, you're too bitter to actually listen to the podcast. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. <laughs> it's it. Yeah, it's hard for me. I didn't. I haven't subscribed yet either. I've heard a lot of people that were excited about it, but I feel like it's a gym membership as well. It's, too, sus- it's a huge commitment. Like I listen to all these other podcasts. It's like I, I, they come out once a week. I can't listen every day. But it's I only tried to read minutes. the Bible in a year and I fail after five days. So why start now? <laughs> this, is, this is me and giving up sugar, man. Like I can go three days, but that's it. So, um, well, good. Well, is there anything that you have committed to in this new year? I know that that's a cliche thing to talk about at this time, but like, what what are the things that are sustainable or sustaining you in the midst of kind of the digital era of church? Well, yeah, I mean, like, I think the thing that I shared earlier, like, the thing that is sustaining me is uh, seeing the commitment of everybody that I that I'm working with, like all my all the, all the podcasts that I'm working with, like, like that has been really helpful to me. Is like it's kind of funny. Like I literally, like my, literally, my life revolves around podcasts. I listen to three, four hours a day, and then I'm editing about six to eight hours a day. So I'm like, I literally am hearing all these things from from Catholics and Christians from all over the place um, that I'm that I'm really enjoying. It's encouraging to see people uh, continue to dive into into this. You know, I, I think the last ten months has been a catalyst for people to to try something digitally, um, and it's just been it's just been like it really has been cool to. A lot of the people that I work with don't don't have the skills to put out a podcast. Like, right. It literally took training for them to know how to sit down and hit the record button and then send everything to me, and I would literally do all of the rest. I will edit it. I will publish it. I will, I will put it on, online. I will promote it for you. Like like all of that stuff. Uh, so it's it's just been really cool. Like I've kind of found like where where I need to be during this situation, which I did not see coming. 10 months ago like my life is to support 
people who are doing digital ministry and also, you know, do, continue doing the stuff that I've been doing for a while. Right. So. So you mentioned, and there's part of me that wants to share with the ministry leaders, then just keep sticking with it. You know, let, let's say have some grit, but for some ministry leaders, that's really bad advice. Like actually, no, you should totally change your approach right now because you, the fruits are clear that you're actually doing more damage than help or whatever it is. So how, how do you discern that? How do you discern whether it's not, it just takes grit or whether it's time to pivot strategies to meet the changing, growing or emerging needs that you're called to serve? Well, I pivoted strategies 10 months ago, and now I'm using grit. So I've done both in the last 10 months. <laughs> Good. But I mean, even when, when you're editing a podcast and it's just a, uh, a dumpster fire, do you, do you just edit it and put it out? Or do you say, hey, you know what? In the future, you might want to consider these tactics. Uh, it depends on the situation and it depends on the person. So like, you know, it takes a little bit of uh professional discernment not spiritual discernment god what do you want me to do with this dumpster fire he's like you fix it this is your job uh but it's it's it, it takes people who are i have people who don't want to hear that and they just say just put it out and i'm like okay and then i have people who want the encouragement and the like kind of correction you know fraternal correction for next time like hey do that like and that's cool like to see people grow over time and right. it's one of those things that like you know you guys on, on the podcast talk about like you know you talk to a ministry leader who started three weeks ago and one who started 30 years ago very differently. Right. So, you know, exactly. like as people, it's like, look, by episode 15, we want everything to be perfect. We don't have to be perfect for the first 14. Let's just get better every week. But right. then there are other people where it's like, you know what? This isn't up to your standards. We don't need to push through this. Like we need to either let this episode go or re-record it, you know, like, so it, it does take some discernment. And I think that that comes with uh, conversation and communication with, whoever you're in that situation with, but also just, you know, experience, ministry experience, you know, uh, experience with whatever you're doing. So, I think to a degree, there is a self-awareness. Like, you know, when all of a sudden, you know, when, you know, when you're on fire, sometimes you don't know when you're on dumpster fire. Right. So those are two very different modes. Um, but you know, when it wasn't your best, right. Um, the hard thing is, is when discouragement or insecurity comes in, and you're never sure, even when you put out your best, you're not sure if it was your best because of the insecurities that kind of come along with being a ministry leader. And I think that this pandemic in this last year have, have really brought up a lot of those insecurities of like, well, I've never done a digital event before. I don't know how to handle this or am I navigating it the right way? And maybe, just maybe, your your program that went from 50 people down to 20 people, like you're ministering to those 20 people better. Like, you, there's, you're going to have 20 disciples, whereas when you had 50, you had to kind of water it down a little bit to capture everyone, and you were only getting two or three disciples out of the 50, and now you're getting 20 out of 20, so you're doing much better, but it doesn't seem that way because of the measuring stick that we're so used to, you know? Yeah, and you mentioned encouragement. Like, that's been huge for me over the last 10 months. Like, I have some people in my life, like, even just what you shared, like, the compliment earlier, like, that encouragement helps me to move forward, right? And, like, uh, that that has been done for me. Like, there, I, I talked on, on an episode just a couple weeks ago, just, like, how a priest friend of mine, Father Anthony, has been a huge encourager for me when things have been frustrating, you know? Um, but then also, like, I mean, like, I'm thinking, of like, with my clients, like, there are some times where people, like, they're, like, they wanted to quit. And I'm, like... No, like you're, you know, like, oh, this wasn't my best. This wasn't good. And it's like, you were, you were great. You know, like sometimes people like discourage it makes us think that something was, that was great was terrible. And it takes somebody else to be like, you know what? This was actually pretty good. 
And that's actually the beauty of your podcast, Taylor. Um, you mentioned like uh, you guarantee five minutes of amazing content in a 55 minute show. Like I'm listening and I'm laughing. And then all of a sudden when you land the plane, I'm like, oh my gosh, that insight was amazing. Like I just got ministered to. And it was so much fun being up in the air. But when you finally land the plane um, and, and you you land the plane like four or five times every episode. Um, but it it's just like it, it's surprising and, and, and it's, it's delightful. And so, um, is, I guess the, is re- landing the plane delightful because it was so turbulent when we were up in the air? <laughs> Yay, we made it to land! <laughs> oh, oh, only, only when Liz is the co-host. That's yeah, the only her time. Her name is where Liv. Like- You've gotten it wrong every single time you've said it. But sure, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So, um, excellent. Well, how can they find you? What are some things, uh, Taylor? Thanks for joining us today. How can people find you if they want to? Uh, first of all, if they want to hear some of your amazing stuff, and second of all, if they're interested actually in getting a podcast going and uh, and need a little help and encouragement. Yeah. So from this uh, interview, I need two hundred and fifty thousand people to go subscribe to Forte Catholic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. All uh, on the same day. All the same day. It'd be great. Uh, and I'll still be number two somehow. Dang it. <laughs> but. Uh, uh, yeah, everything that I'm doing, all, everything can be found at ForteCatholic.com, F-O-R-T-E Catholic. Uh, getting, yeah, it, it, if you uh, would like to say something on the internet and don't know how, call 1-800-ForteCatholic.com because that's where everything is. <laughs> Excellent. Good. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Let's continue the conversation online. Please send any feedback you have to MLA at ablaze.us and share this podcast with someone. If you haven't hit that subscribe button, go ahead and subscribe now. And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. And if you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders and to do something dynamically digital. And we will see you next week at Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. You are a monster. <laughs> <laughs>